Hey, ambitious professionals, welcome to episode five of the Grad Convo podcast. So yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope your work week has been good. From my side, things have been so hectic, so busy. And just on top of that, I was actually celebrating my birthday this coming Tuesday on the 8th. And, you know, I just had a lot of reflection to do in terms of how far I've come. And I always just go back and just try to do a bit of introspection on how far I've come and what do I want for myself? What do I want for my life going forward? But there's also some level of gratitude because I try to just remember how far um, of a journey it has been for me. And, you know, I, I felt a bit nostalgia because I wanted to share an old YouTube video that I posted about three years back, um, really talking about who I am, my own story in terms of my own graduate journey and how I started off in university and, you know, came into the corporate space in a prestigious graduate program and just that interview experience and how that felt. So I thought I would actually post this as episode five, just so you guys can get a better understanding as to who Olwetu is and just how my journey started. And as humble as it is, I feel like it's also very personal as well. I think we all have our journeys and listening to mine hopefully can inspire you and just motivate you to keep going. So this is what episode five is all about. I will be posting a part two on my next podcast. And from there on, we've got so many other nuggets to share. So I really hope you enjoy this. back do I go in terms of my career story and what would constitute a graduate story in terms of my humble beginnings and you know how did I get to where I am today and you know I thought back and I was like wow let me talk about you know changing careers and university so after my final year in 2016 I finished uh, my BSc it was a BSc in physiology and psychology right so I did that I graduated but then I was starting to have thoughts in terms of you know what is the next career move for me you know what is the next step for me and do I go into the job market or do I stay behind and try to complete my honors right so I didn't really have a lot of options so I had um, occupational hygiene and uh, I think cardiovascular um, type of thing which I decided to do cardiology so I got accepted into a cardiology program to complete my honors and um, I wasn't really keen about that. I wasn't really keen. I didn't like physiology. It was so boring. It was so boring. <laughs> I hated it so badly. I was like, gosh, this is like the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. Like, who wants to talk about cells and bones and muscles and all of that? Um, anywho, um, the other branch I had was psychology. But the psychology branch I had was the clinical psychology, right? And um, I realized in my third, second year that, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a clinical psychologist. Because once we did a module called abnormal psychology, I just knew that I was not ready to deal with schizophrenia and all sorts of people. Um, I was not mentally strong. And I knew 
how brave and how courageous you need to be as a psychologist, how mentally resilient you need it to be because you take on quite a lot. You take on people's stories and um, the experiences and their traumas. And I knew that something that I did not have in me. Even today, I know that about myself because I will most probably cry with you in the session, okay? We will cry together. <laughs> and that's not what a psychologist or a clinical psychologist is supposed to do. So I was really confused and I started to panic. But then I heard about a particular program called Industrial Psychology. So I did my investigation, um, I went to speak to certain lecturers, some of them, oh gosh, I won't even talk about it, but um, I did not get, you know, the best reception in terms of some of the lecturers. Um, actually, one of them told me that I should maybe do a PGC, is it a PGCE? that um, educational um, one year thing because um, there's a lot of competition in the program and there's a high chance that I won't go in. So that really, you know, let me, you know, be a bit discouraged. But then I came across another lecturer that I had a meeting with and she literally light a fire in me she was so passionate about what she does and you know she walked me through the modules and my subjects that i need to take next year part-time and yeah i was really really keen excited to try this new branch of psychology that i've never heard before it was more commercial it was more development it was more organizational and i always knew that i was a corporate baby like i was meant to go to corporate so that really really excited me so fast forward the next year in 2017 if i'm not mistaken I then did part-time modules. I did about six modules that particularly, I think six or four or five, I'm not too sure. And I had a lot of time on my hands. And with that being said, um, I wanted to, you know, do something part-time where I can earn a bit of money, volunteer, keep myself busy because I didn't really have a lot of like modules and stuff. So I was like, you know what, let me look for a job. Let me look for something part-time, something that's flexible, that can be busy, but also, you know, help to build my resume a bit. And I started applying and applied, applied. I didn't really get much of a response until I finally got an interview. Um, Jonga, if you told me and asked me, where were you going? What was the job? <laughs> I would not be able to tell you. I had no idea because the job description was so confusing. It said client relations. I thought I, I thought I was going to a call center job. Literally, that's what I thought. Um, went to the interview, killed it, even though I didn't prepare. But you know, I, I, I'm very confident when it comes to speaking, setting myself. That's communication, verbal skills, honey. That's me. Like I, I will just wing it as I go along. Um, and yeah, and I got the job. I still did not know what I had to do until I got to the job, and I realized that actually we are selling credit. selling credit you are telling this introvert we're selling to credit oh my gosh so we were selling credit in stores edgar's builders so i was mainly placed in builders yo <laughs> i was so traumatized like i'm an introvert guys like um i'm an introvert and i think at that time you know See, seeing myself now, I see myself how I've grown as a person in terms of my confidence and all of that. But at that time, 
um, I was not that confident and that job literally traumatized me. Um, you know, if you know us, you know, those people who would, you know, approach you in a store and, you know, try to sell credit and they had this little, you know, formula that they would do before you even allow the customer to talk, you'd literally go in their face and, and do this whole little monologue and say, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And then and we're selling you this. Like, it's just, yeah, that, that was my reality. <laughs> That was the whole thing. I'm like, why are you guys doing that? Why are you not giving them an opportunity to speak? You know, um, and then of course the rejection that comes with that. Um, I would literally go home, lick my wounds, like, ah, ah, ah. this is not me. This is not me. And I don't like being rejected. It was not nice at all. So I didn't even last a week in that job. Literally on the final day of that week, I called my sister in the parking lot and I was like, Yo, that's a anguas like uh, I can't. This is not good. This is traumatizing me. Okay, I want to leave my job. And she was like telling me that she's stopping a diva, and that I should um, at least finish off today and then leave. Uh, I didn't even wait that long. I was so immature. Like I literally left. <laughs> I told them that I had to go to campus, um, and I was gone. And they never saw me again. Imagine how professional you were already too come on now and i wrote a resignation letter the following day um but yeah that was my first experience um working um outside of university um but what that taught me was um once i started applying for other jobs i realized how difficult it is to find a job as a graduate i didn't get any other calls and I realized that, wow, I had uh, I'd almost reached a level of desperation. The energy that I was attracting was, you know, desperate energy. Um, because I kept, you know, attracting these weird people who would call me, of course, these scam peeps, literally those people who scam us, um, who, who tried to tell me that I've been invited into an interview, but I needed to pay 2000 rand, you know, those kind of funny dodgy, um, people. I was like, gosh stop it already like what are you doing um and it, it literally reminded me that while i would really become a statistic and even though at the time at the time i still had like it wasn't like a permanent thing i was still you know um i was still studying so it was like you know something that i could do part-time but i imagined myself sitting at home and not being able to find a job and how scary that felt so of course i started doing my research honey i started googling i started trying to figure out how to write a cv i started watching videos i studied um to try to understand what am I missing and how can I fill the gap? And, you know, the first thing I realized is you need to have intention. You need to be intentional on what you want and where you want. Who are you and which company aligns best with the kind of professional that you're trying to be? I needed to name the companies that I wanted to work for, right? And I needed to build my resume, honey, because if I want to go into a graduate program, the competition is stiff. Guys, you are you are competing against um, the best students in South Africa, the smartest, the most ambitious. Honey, you're competing with a, like a high caliber 
of young professionals who are just as eager as you are and there isn't much of you know space literally you become a unicorn because it's like 10 positions and there's thousands of applications so i was like okay i'm gonna school myself and what can i do today to make me stand out and i was like i need to find work experience I need to find some level of experience to show my potential employer that I am employable, that you don't have to worry in terms of training me too much because I understand being in a working environment. I'm able to collaborate, work with people in such a context, right? I needed to prove that to my potential employees. And so that's what I did. Um, when I did my honors, honey, I got into the honors program, by the way. Um, I did my honors I um, during that particular year and I was literally headhunting looking for job opportunities and I was lucky because I found a job opportunity not only one not two but three I was working three jobs while studying full-time okay three jobs number one I was working as a hostel representative um, of the hostel that I was staying with um, secondly I worked as almost like an ambassador um, for Phoenix which was um, a crowd online crowdfunding platform for young students to help them with their um, you know school fees and stuff like that so I was managing that for all the Northwest universities there's three of them and the third job um, I worked as you know um, with study trust which was a bursary company that provides their services to big corporates like FMB standard bank etc etc so I ran that mentorship program in all three campuses okay that's why I sort of like made the bulk of my money at that time right so I thought I was bowling as a student you know um, and yeah it was tough it was tough and I never um, you know you find other students complaining about the amount of work that we had I'm like child try doing that with three jobs but I knew what the end goal was and I had certain companies that I really wanted to work for okay so that happened and then you know i started applying for jobs when jobs started opening and um, my first employer of choice was of course standard bank honey i wanted to work for standard bank so badly like let me tell you i wanted to work there so badly i would find myself um you know sitting there and watching um some of the videos of the graduate alumni and i could almost visualize myself working there you know um but i missed the application by three minutes I don't even want to talk about it. I missed the application by three minutes. I realized that I had not, um, what do you call it? I had not scanned a certain document um, that day and I literally ran to the library. And by the time I was about to upload all my documents and press apply, the application was closed. Yo. So I missed that application. I was okay, cool. What other jobs are there? APSA. Um, I applied they had this amazing program called the rising eagle program and you know it was a high accelerating program and stuff like that I was like oh this is really exciting and they had like this gamified platform they call it the quantum computer which where, where students can start competing and bring their ideas with this quantum computer and you can gain points and scores in order to become a more desirable candidate and to stand out from the rest of the applicants right so I applied for the rising eagle program and my CV went through, honey. They screened it, they loved what they saw, and then they called me for um, the next phase of the interview, which was a telephonic interview. I killed that, honey. Next phase after that was the psychometrics. Now, guys, 
this is where it went wrong and i'm so annoyed that how i'm not able to speak up for myself because um at that time i was in port elizabeth doing my internship for my psychometrics um in a particular company so during that time i didn't really have access to the wi-fi or internet at home so i was going to do that at work and complete the psychometric assessments so cool that morning i decided to do that and um it was almost closing time for that particular application i needed to submit everything on time i um so i started doing the assessments and while i was in the middle of the assessments the lady in the office the cleaning lady started hoovering Started hoovering, guys. Hey there, ambitious professionals. A quick one from my side. I am so excited to announce that you can now access our CV course for free. Yes, you've heard that right. This is our one-of-a-kind course program that is dedicated to assist graduates in becoming confident job seekers who can actually navigate the job market with ease and skill. Our CV course consists of some really amazing tools, handouts, workbooks, CV templates, and video instructions to set you up for success and get you started on your job searching journey. All you need to do for you to enroll for the course is to click the link in the description and head over to my website at allwaytom.co.za slash free CV. That is allwaytom.co.za slash free CV. Now let's head back to the rest of the episode. Yo, she's a cleaning, hoovering with that noise, so much noise. And I wasn't brave enough to ask her if she could please pause while I completed my assessments. Instead, I sat there crying <laughs> while trying to do my assessments and go like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? And um, I submitted those assessments. I, I couldn't even think. I couldn't even think. I was literally at a disadvantage. I was like, there is no way that I'm going to proceed to the next part of the interview. Um, so that was that. And I just want to give you guys advice. If you feel like you're not in a position, you're not fit enough to do an assessment or you feel like you're at disadvantage in some manner, whether you've got a disability, whatever it is, you know, I really feel you should be able to reach out to the graduate recruiter of that program and ask if you can be reassessed. Um, you have that obligation to do so. So I didn't do that. So yeah, that's my situation. Anywho. So that was that. So the third one, the company, I also applied for Accenture. Um, I got through because my CVs were good. Um, and my telephonic um, interviews were also good. But what really shot me in the foot was always the psychometrics and not being confident enough to tell people around me in my environment that actually I'm working on something. Same with the video interviews. My, uh, my roommate had visitors during that time and... I couldn't, I wasn't confident and I said, guys, I'm actually busy with video interviews. So that got disrupted. And then with SAB, I got through the, the next phase of the recruitment. Um, but then there was the psychometrics. You? I, I, <laughs> you were those psychometrics? What the hell? 
uh-uh i think they were looking for engineers or something like that because i am not good in maths and i'm gonna pretend like i am okay but those psychometrics were on another level and i never really you know took the time to really mentally prepare myself um for that phase of the psychometrics which is fine so right so that happened i was like okay cool let's go let's go to the next one um Accenture the consulting company um I just knew through completing the psychometrics that I was not the personality profile that they were looking for I think as a psychometrist you also tend to overthink there's these whole psychometric assessments because you think gosh when they're asking this they're looking for this kind of person and I wasn't going to be someone that I was not just to fit the role because I knew that I was not going to fit in an environment honey I left my job, okay? I left my job selling credit to people at the stores. How on earth will I sell anything else, okay? At that time, I wasn't as this confident, subway ambitious person. So I was like, mm -mm, this is not for me. Um, and I was not going to lie or fake it or say that I'm this, you know, extrovert, high-driving, energy, application, all of that. I was not going to be that person because that's not who I am. So now I was starting to feel defeated, you know, all these opportunities come, you, you, your CV is good enough, you have an idea of what you're doing, but then somehow you feel repressed when you get that email that tells you, I'm sorry, but you were not the successful candidate for this position, but good luck with your life, okay? It says good luck for your next journey, career, endeavor, etc., etc. It starts to get to you. Those rejection letters start to get to you. So here I was one day, minding my business, walking up the stairs. Um, there's almost like a tunnel situation in our campus. And I kept going past this job advert at this mining company. I was like, ah oh, man, they're probably looking for engineers and geologists and all these people. And I just kept ignoring the poster until one day I just took a glimpse. I was like, oh, commerce. Hmm. I took the details and I wrote my cover letter and I submitted my CVs, honey. I was like, okay, let's try this out. I still had that negative perception, like, ah, I won't get in, you know, I won't get in. They, they're not really looking for people like me. They're not looking for HR. They're really like a technical company, blah, 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 blah. But I made sure that I, you know, I put everything in that application. I did my CVs, my cover letters, honey, were all contextualized with the job description, okay? That is like see uh, job material 101 you need to contextualize your job material marketing materials so I submitted that not thinking that I was gonna get a call or anything from them and then a couple weeks down the line I get a call and I get an email telling me congratulations all to you you have been selected to the next phase of the program Now, this is where I shine. Jonga, they weren't looking for psychometrics or anything before the, inter the actual um, interview. They were going to go straight to face-to-face. -face. And I know when it comes to face-to-face -face interviews, I've got a lockdown. I've got a lockdown. You are not going to trick me when it comes to that, okay? So I started getting prepping, honey. I went to Woolworths. 
had some money because I was working and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. I could, you know, find, you know, a formal attire to really make myself stand out from all the other candidates. Went towards, bought myself a full suit. Full suit. I had my suit. I had my pants. I had my pointy shoes. And at that time, I had like this big, fluffy, blonde, synthetic, I don't know, mess in my head. And I had to take that out, honey, because, Jonga, we are trying to attract the position. That's what we're doing. We're trying to attract the position. We're trying to live as if we already have it, right? So I had to take out my hair that I had at that time and do like simple, um, professional cornrows. I really look the part, not too much makeup, not too little makeup, just perfect and i was ready to slay okay cool so i go to the interviews and i sit down um so it was on campus the first round of interviews was on campus i sit down i saw one or two graduates i'm like girl what are you wearing are you i was like what are you wearing i felt so formal like i even had like a little that had my series all printed out my cover like everything that they would ask and need from me i was prepared and i went in there and the first compliment they gave me was the shoes the graduate recruiter was like oh my gosh i love your shoes you look so professional wow i got such a huge compliment and i think that really boosted my confidence even more i slayed those interviews honey i gave the people what they want i slayed those interviews and then one thing that I did where I think a lot of you graduates tend to miss the mark right after the interview guess what is the one role that you need to do after going to an interview I'll let you guys answer you need to write a thank you letter you need to write a thank you letter and that's what I did I wrote a thank you email honey I made it up I wrote it beautifully everything I spoke about the experience. I thanked them. I showed gratitude because a thank you letter shows the recruiter or the person that you are a person indeed. You are grateful, right? And it also talks to the kind of person and the caliber of person that you are, right? You want to work with people who are kind-hearted, who have some level of appreciation, gratitude, who understand the importance of people and Ubuntu. So that's what I did. I wrote a thank you letter and the graduate recruiters were so impressed with me. Um, you know, one of them even told me that you were literally, the, I honestly believe that is the reason why I went to the next phase of the interviews because I said thank you. And that is it for episode number five. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, this is a throwback. Okay. This was initially a YouTube video, which I decided to then, you know, transcribe and change it up into an actual podcast episode. So like always, if you enjoyed it, make sure to share it. Make sure to, if you follow me actually on Spotify, just click that follow button so you can get notifications whenever I post a new podcast and also make sure to rate and review. You can also do that on Spotify as well as on apple Podcasts. as always have an absolutely amazing work week ahead and i'll see you guys next week